Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Dane Bradshaw was in Tuscaloosa on Saturday night, so he saw Alabama's win over Mississippi State. He is with us now on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. What is up, Dane? How are you? Hey, guys. Good to be on with you. Doing great. How about you? Man, we're awesome. It's good to uh, have you back. We were just discussing this before you joined. If um, you are Nate Oates or Lamont Paris or Bruce Pearl or Rick Barnes, and I give you 14-4, and do you feel like you're the number one seed in Nashville? Is that good enough to at least tie to win the conference? 14-4, and do you think? Yes, absolutely. I think that is the case. Alabama has a tough stretch, um, obviously, with the, especially on the back end of their schedule. But with with the tide being, you know, they're eight and one right now, so nine games to go. I, I just, if you're chasing Alabama right now, I, I don't see them going any worse than six and three. And so, if I had to pick one right now, it would be Alabama. I'm I'm not certain that. Um, that I would put them in terms of who would go deepest in the NCAA tournament. I, I'm still favoring Tennessee right now just because of uh, Dalton Connect and and the way their offense is is now uh, typically a little bit more uh, trustworthy. But um, if I had to pick an SEC champ, I'm, I'm favoring Alabama because they they hadn't really had that slip up game yet the way some of these others have with uh, Tennessee losing at home to South Carolina. So as, if Alabama can can keep holding serve at home. Um, that, that I would think they're in the driver's seat. Watching that 40 minutes up close and personal this past weekend at Coleman, uh, obviously Mark Sears is the guy, but if I asked you for Alabama to continue to play like they played Saturday and make a deep March run, who is the other guy outside of Sears that's got to step up and be consistent? Uh, they've got so many guys, really. I, I'd like to think Ryland Griffin um, because you got Estrada and, and Wrightsell on the wing and other guys can come in and, and knock it down. But the, the reason I, I talk about Griffin some is is because they do like this smaller lineup with Grant Nelson at the five. And so that moves Griffin to the four where, boy, that makes him an even bigger advantage when they go on offense because what other team's four men want to really have to guard Griffin? Can a three-man guard him? Yeah. Two-man? Yeah. Same way with with Nelson. Like, all right, can your opposing three and four guard Nelson probably hold his own? But once you move them down to another notch, now all of a sudden your five man's having to guard Nelson, your four man's having to guard Griffin. So it creates a great advantage there. But to me, the the story is, can Griffin hold his own defensively? Can he rebound at the four spot? Because that's what teams are going to do is like, hey, if they're going to go small on us, then we're going to punish them down low in the paint. And Mississippi State tried to do that. That was not their night. But um, that's where teams like Tennessee and, and maybe Auburn, um, I think, would, would really try to attack Alabama on the other end of the court. Why do you think Mo Diabate is starting to get more playing time? What's the coaching staff seeing in him that uh, that they like? Well, you know, opportunities, you know, kind of uh, present themselves when you got the suspension of Nick Pringle and Diabate comes in saying, hey, this is the way I can help the team. More minutes are available. Um, you, you, you might have seen where they said they were trying to show him clips of kind of Draymond Green, like Here, here's how we want you to impact the game more. And, and I think all these guys are, are maybe starting to realize for us to be the team we want to be and, and really play 40 minutes, we, we got to be better defensively. And Diabate, look, it's great if he can get four to six points um, and, and help you there. Same with, with Wagi, But at the end of the day, those guys need to be in there 
to be part of their best defensive unit. And I think I don't think it's sustainable to have Griffin at the four and Nelson at the five for you know 32 minutes a game. I, I think you're asking them to hold their own too much in that smaller lineup defensively. Now those guys all of a sudden can they come in 10 to 15 minutes and really impact the game? Um, then now I think you got that complimentary basketball. Nate Oates has has been striving for. Dane Bradshaw is with us, SEC Network analyst. He was in Tuscaloosa Saturday night at Dane Bradshaw on Twitter if you would like to follow him there. Uh, When Auburn gets their biggest win of the year, and that's what Bruce Pearl called the win at Ole Miss, uh, it's one thing, but then when you hear the story behind the story, Dane, I'm interested from a player's perspective, a former player's perspective, about this when apparently Chad Baker Mazzara kicks everybody out of the locker room and says, I'm leading this meeting. This is a guy that's a transfer in. He's not like some four-year guy there. He's not what anybody would say is certainly their best player. To see that type of leadership, what's that tell you about this team? Well, that's what has made them different this year is because, yes, Janai Broom down low is, is is their best player. But, I, I, you know, I'm not ready to say that that Broom just puts them on their back and says, hey, guys, I'll carry you to an SEC title or Sweet 16. The difference in this team has been the fact that they are a team. That's what's made South Carolina great this year to where these guys, man, they they just everybody knows their roles. Uh, Bruce Pearl, when he goes to the transfer portal, he's looking for guys with a chip on their shoulder, not making lateral moves or a move down. He wants guys that are making a move up. Baker Mazzaro being one of those guys that, man, that was a huge upgrade from where he was a year ago. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting where he came from, but a smaller school. And, you know, those guys are so grateful for that opportunity. And But you're right, to have that sort of voice in a year one guy, I think – helps fill that void tremendously um and so that that's that's really what has made auburn different and i agree with bruce pearl i mean winning at Ole miss was you know not the most impressive thing on somebody's resume the past couple years but now with the way they've been rocking in oxford and and sellout crowd they had against a record crowd i should say against mississippi state uh goes to show you just just uh how connected auburn is and and mentally tough they are and i I finished with this because i just had alabama and they had beaten georgia some of these wins might be might not be the sexiest thing on the resume, but I'm telling you, a win on the road, a gutsy win, come from behind if you have to, that does more for your team and your program, your chemistry, than a 20-point impressive win at home could, could ever even dream of doing. You mentioned Dal- Dalton Connect, and I mean, look, he's probably going to be your SEC player of the year, but if it wasn't him, is Janai Broom that guy for you? He's getting there. I mean, he's got to be in the conversation. Um I think you've got Mark Sears. Uh, I I would lean towards right now a little bit more for what he's doing and the numbers he's putting up. Um, Antonio Reeves for Kentucky has been that conversation. But now that Kentucky, if they start kind of finishing middle of the pack, I, you know, I think you got to lean towards. I, I'm not always just sold on best player on best team. If you go through that train of thought, then Mark Sears right now would would be it. Um, but I do think Dalton Connect's doing some things that are just so special, so unique this season that if I had to choose one right now, it, it would be Dalton Connect, even if Tennessee didn't win the league. Uh, how deep uh, does the SEC go in bids this year? It's that time of year. We're about a month away from Selection Sunday. Uh, can the league get nine? Yeah, I think they can get nine. There's a lot of teams that aren't going to be sleeping very well on Selection Sunday, but um, I think they can. So I'm going to cheat here and look at the uh, the standings because, um, you know, 
I, I think you got teams like South Carolina that are solidifying their spot. Texas A&M had a big win to kind of make themselves more comfortable. But you've got teams like LSU and, and Georgia that nobody's talking about much that I, I think are, are right in the hunt. And the difference for LSU-Georgia than the SEC in years past, and, and this has been many years ago now that the league's gotten so consistent, is the quad one win opportunities and all these things that the selection committee hangs their hat on, there's so many of those now in the SEC and so few bad loss opportunities that even if you have a loss, man, you're, you're not, you're not out for the count. You're right there. But, uh, I would, uh, I think, uh, nine is, is the, uh, is the number that the SEC ends up with. Wow. He is, uh, that'd be a heck of a, a heck of a selection Sunday, no doubt. He is Dane Bradshaw at Dane Bradshaw on Twitter. Uh, you'll see him on the SEC network throughout the basketball season. Thank you very much for the time, Dane. We appreciate it as always. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, buddy. Take care. Dane with us on the Johnston RVCenter.com hotline.